0: we're talking about things that are going on down in antarctica that they're not they're definitely not telling us why is this place off limits is the question even that temperature right there would not flash freeze a mammoth yeah wow what would flash freeze a mammoth what would flash freeze a mammoth okay that's something we can get into later on we're talking about an ice sheet What is underneath the ice sheet? And is there another place on Earth that has this much ice where underneath it, we don't know what's there? It's the idea that there have been sections of those in power who have kind of walled themselves off from the rest of this Earth society and and have gone their own path and done their own thing, even leaving the planet. One of the theories is that Antarctica is the ancient continent of Atlantis. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Metaphysical Podcast. You know, John and I like to look into locations that have strange stories, paranormal activity, and whistleblower information that totally blows our minds. So when we hit on the topic of Antarctica, we were surprised at what we found because it combines all of these things in a frigid, lifeless location where presumably not much activity should really exist. So what are the theories about ancient civilizations existing there? What extremely weird facts about Antarctica make it such an unusual place? What rumors may be very true and why is Antarctica largely off limits to the world? Well, we're going to talk about all of it. So join remote viewer John Vivanco and me, investigative researcher Rob Counts, for a show that's sure to be out of this world. Are you listening to The Metaphysical Podcast or watching us on a video platform? If you are, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It's gonna help us reach more people. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you are. John, how are you? Good. I'm just, uh, I'm like, I'm really excited about this Antarctica thing because of certain whistleblowers these days coming out when I thought whistleblowers have dried up, you know, the good ones at least. We were pleasantly surprised recently, weren't we, with, um, mm-hmm. I think, what was his name? Eric Grush? And, Hecker. Uh, yeah, and oh, Eric no, Hecker. Eric. Eric Hecker and a guy named Grush. What was his first name? I can't remember. It's I don't David. remember. What was it, Lindsay? David. David Grush. That's his name. And Eric Hecker. And uh, Man, both of their accounts have been really fascinating. And it's brought up or encouraged people, I think, to look into a lot of other whistleblower activity that, had been flying under the radar for a long time regarding you know UAPs UFOs and and different things like that uh, but antarctica covers so much ground i mean when we're talking about antarctica we have some of the greatest theories and rumors that have that has fueled hollywood for the longest time you know well, it's I not mean, i mean it's like off limits so it's like people will come up with just about anything with regard but, to but, Antarctica, and you know, that's very true. And I think that the reason why it's off limits baffles a lot of people to this day, especially when you start getting into the what ifs part of this conversation, which we will be getting into in this series. You know, um, I mean, we've got so many rumors. You know, that there is, there were secret Nazi bases down there. Um, that that that. There, you know, are holes into the hollow earth, which we won't necessarily be getting into in this series because we would like to do the hollow earth and the inner earth theory justice to the point where we can do a large series on this whole thing. So, uh, you know, we won't necessarily be getting into the nitty gritty on that, but all of the activity down there, including what could potentially be under the ice, the different reports and some unusual happenings that have come about even since 2015, Uh, connections to Iraq, uh, you name it. But we're gonna go over what some of these uh, rumors are now for you guys, because it's important that we cover some of these before we get into even more general data on Antarctica, which I think alone will blow your mind. Yeah, we're just gonna stoke the rumor mill here to begin with. Yeah, exactly. a lot. Yeah, and I, I think the probably the biggest, I think the biggest rumor or speculation is technology underneath the ice yeah that from an ancient civilization at the very least at the if very least, stuff that's black black projects are creating mm. i mean you think about it it's like off limits who knows what's going on there it reminds me of the ocean you know the ocean and and the military has really the capability to deal with the ocean, to explore the ocean, to build bases in the ocean—that you have no idea what's going on under there—and Antarctica kind of reminds me a little bit of that. It's so similar, and and, yeah. and you know, I think a lot of people don't think of the ocean that way. They're just like, "Ah, oh, it's the ocean." You, know, you can't really, yeah, it's just water. You can't really, can't really find anything in there. You know, the visibility is low. The pressure is too great blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, the whys that we would never be able to explore the ocean. But then if you think about it, I think there would be substantially more reason for us to not be able to explore space. And yet here we are exploring space. Right. right? You know, we're talking about radiations we don't understand, potential illnesses in space that we don't understand.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So many things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we know know more about it. I know. I know. There's so much. I mean, just the electromagnetic components that pass through space in these waves, as well as carrying dust of who knows what and how that affects humans. I mean, here on Earth, we're protected by our our magnetic field from that stuff. But once you go out into space, you're not. So there's a whole different thing going on there. And we'll be getting into more of why this is significant, why Antarctica is significant for research. But really, we're talking about an ice sheet. What is in what is underneath the ice sheet? And is there another place on Earth that has this much ice where underneath it we don't know what's there? If if it's been frozen for thousands of years, potentially millions of years, whatever it is, what could be under there that has been preserved that human beings could learn from so much? Yeah, I mean, So much could potentially be there. Well, you know, the Russians were drilling, I don't know, they drilled into what they called Lake Vostok under the ice, where there was a lake that presumably held life. Um, And they drilled into it. It's got its own little um, ecosystem there. It's not been revealed. Like, I don't think a lot of this has been revealed to to the public on what they actually found down there they're hitting the um the surface of the earth there they're outside they're moved below the ice and there's like at that level what are we talking about like how many miles deep or how many feet deep we're talking like 13 14 000 feet of ice that they have to drill through to get to it to hit the surface of the earth the rock i mean come on like what is it that's like mount fuji or you know the, the peaks what do we have like 11,000, 12,000 feet for these mountains. I mean, what is under the ice? What's under the <laughs> ice? And and also it's comical to think that the Russians would be up to just scientific research. Oh, it's just science. Come on. It's <laughs> just science. Right. It's like, nothing okay, well, funny well, going on? No funny yeah. business. No, especially not if the Russians are down there spending their time and money on on drilling. There couldn't be anything that they were after at all. Okay. It's purely for Scientific research, the level of naivety in the world just baffles me sometimes. Um, But there's a lot of, you know, uh, there's a a lot of reason to discount conspiracy theorists as well. Right. So just to be fair, there's a lot of people making stuff up. So I understand. But at the same time, come on. Right. Like, let's use our heads and think through this stuff a little bit. Volstock is is an interesting Area there's a there is a lot of kind of what you were talking about speculations about what potentially could be in this lake what the temperatures are in the lake what's beneath the waters and then yeah like what's what's even below or beneath that yeah because I mean you you know if if there's a um, an ecosystem a biology on a semi-heated lake under the surface and that has been covered with this ice sheet for you know who knows how long. What are you looking at here as far as as far as life forms go, for one thing? Like, really, what are you looking at completely isolated? You're looking at very, very ancient Earth biology when you get to that point. And it is it's at the very least, you know, conspiracy theories aside, that's the best preserved on our planet, right? Because we're talking about completely frozen down there, you know, nothing. I mean, nothing surrounding it but ice for millions of years and if it's if if antarctica has been frozen for over 65 million years then we've got reason to believe that there could be dinosaurs and and we're talking about a continent that is larger than the mainland of the united states like this is massive there's mountains under there there's who knows what could be under there in that much area of land it's massive yeah, and so one of the theories is that Antarctica is the ancient continent of Atlantis. Right. That was a... Uh, I know the Nazis speculated that, and that was one of their... Uh, well, what they say. Um, they tried to get the, what, the piri Reese map, and they got a hold of the piri Reis map, and so they started to explore antarctica thinking potentially that could be atlantis but yeah the piri reese map was was from the ottoman explorer piri reese i think it, it it was cobbled together from various maps um and it, it it defines like the shoreline of the continent of antarctica which nobody knew at the time because it's been covered with ice for yeah for a very long time yeah and it and it, i think it had taken What's claimed to be ancient maps and combine them with modern information yeah. to create. Right. The place. right. Yeah. And, and and I think there's a lot of people trying to poo-poo this map as if it's like not evidence of anything. And you know who knows who this general was and all that stuff. But that's a very um, limited way to look at this thing. You know when we're talking about true history here. What right. what what could have been, right? Yeah, we will be getting more into maps actually, because there are many of them. There's the piri Reese map, it's fascinating. There's you know the things Graham Hancock has kind of said about maps or the ancient maps. Um, there's the Pinkerton map. I think the 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 claims of of technology and obviously the most notable operation that had occurred in. Antarctica was Operation High Jump, which we'll be kind of having a whole episode on um, probably one or two after after this episode. Now, Operation High Jump was um, an operation conducted by the famous Admiral Byrd, who was sent down there with a large um, amount of weaponry and uh, people. To conduct some experiments and right. what, what really happened, we will be trying to get into later on because we have something that some of these other researchers don't have, which is John's team of remote viewers trying to find out what exactly happened down there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was, cr- I mean, even the press at the time were a bit incredulous at the amount of firepower going down there. Um, so, yeah, that was a very strange one. So- yeah. <laughs> well, and, it, and, it, and, and, you know, we'll get more into the details, but it was it was written off as just being like, oh, well, obviously, they can't do these experimentations in the North Pole in icy conditions to train our troops. So let's just go to the South Pole as far away from Russia as possible. Right. But really, if, if I'm a country who wants to conduct an experiment, I'm not going to load it up with that amount of weaponry and I wouldn't send 4000 troops. It would be, you know, I think it would be a much lesser version of that. Yeah, I, it would be a much lesser version. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it because this, th- that's a fascinating one. But yeah, let's it just, really is. Let's not let's not hit that yet. This is going to be we're not going to we're not going to blow better. it all right now, you guys. So <laughs> bear with us because we have a lot to get through. Now, then the next thing, right. just before we get into general data is claims of technology and 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 we don't know where this technology came from. I've heard everywhere from claims to of um hibernating alien beings. I've heard claims of spaceships below the the uh the ice uh bases, ancient bases that do not belong to this, you know, civilization that we're currently in down there that that somehow people have access to. Just lots of alien technology. I think there was a somebody found on Google Earth uh, what appeared to be an image of a saucer-shaped object. Wasn't it triangular? No, something? it was. It was saucer. It was saucer. I think it was saucer. You know, it was half embedded in the ice. Ah, I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of these. There was one that was found as triangular. There was a saucer one. And then there was one that looked like half of a hexagon, which we will be getting okay. into later. Right. right, right. And then you have, well, stuff like the pyramids where people take photos. Actually, I think around Mount Vincent of pyramid shaped structures jetting from the ice or snow or whatever it is up that high. Massive structures that look, appear to be human-made rock formations like this right here and they would be incredibly massive too because you know (laughs) you're talking what at least a i don't know ten thousand feet of snow and ice under that ice so yeah it would be incredibly huge and you know when i i'm not i haven't been sure what to think of this to be honest because there's certain things that that appear to be ancient civilization. And then there are certain, there are certain factors around those mountains that just make it seem like, how could it be anything other than a mountain? You know? So it's like, well, what, what is it? I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get into that later on, but yeah, It's, it's kind of strange. So I think, um, what did we Did we miss anything in terms of like like we've got we, we covered the Nazis? Well, you know, you know we 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 had uh, John Kerry go down there. Um, OK, politics, Aldrin, you know, I mean, that that was fuel for a ton of speculation. What are they doing down there? Um, possibly even Obama went down there. That's yeah, it's, un- totally that's- unconfirmed, though unconfirmed it's hard to find information on that there's been a lot of rumors that he's gone down there but it is bizarre that john Kerry did yeah it is yeah yeah why well, why that's that's a fascinating one to remote view i'll tell you that <laughs> well hopefully we can get into that when we get into the politicians that yeah you need to stick there. around for this one because this one is really bizarre great Now, there's been claims that there have been um, frozen mammoths found beneath the ice and different things like that. Yeah, the flash frozen mammoths with food in their mouth. Is that, did they actually, I guess those are claims. I know they found them for sure in Siberia. I haven't heard of Antarctica having them. I wouldn't wouldn't know. The claims of mammoths in that area were largely from Admiral Byrd's, you know, alleged diary. Oh, okay. So, maybe not frozen, but mammoths—they're living under the earth, right? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, of course, Agartha, which again, we will—we would like to do the Hollow Earth theory and all of that justice. So we'll be doing a separate series on that. Um, But kind of before we go on even further, now that we've covered some of the speculations about Antarctica in general. I think it would be really cool for us to go over general data on Antarctica that a lot of people aren't aware yeah, of. Yeah, some facts. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I've done my due diligence here and pulled a whole lot of information, um, starting with the scale of Antarctica. Now, the Antarctic continent, it's a landmass okay covered with ice up to 13,000 feet. That's four kilometers thick with uh, all islands and ice shelves, Antarctica is nearly one and a half times the size of the USA and twice the size of Australia. It is 58 times the size of the UK. It covers 8.5 million square miles. This is a big, big place. Called, it's called Capped by an Inland Ice Sheet. So the there's an ice sheet on top of Antarctica that is 4.8 kilometers thick. That's almost 3 miles thick, John. Now it's crazy. And, I mean that's I inconceivable to think of. I I mean this is this is you know there there was a time on the earth when we when you get to the ice caps like when you get back to 12,000 pre-12,000 years ago on the earth you had the same kind of thing like up in Canada um, that reached down into the United States. Uh, And then those let loose, but makes me wonder what Antarctica was doing at that point in time, 12,000 years ago, what it looked like. Yeah. You know, and some of these maps show Antarctica without any ice on it. Right. So That's also mysterious, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that ice sheet, is a lot more massive than I think people are aware of. And, and also, if you think about it, a three mile high ice sheet really is what it, what it is. An ice sheet that's the size of, of medium-sized mountains, the, like covering the entire thing, weighing right. down the entire continent. Yeah, you know, and, and, and when people see these peaks, these points, pyramid-shaped points sticking out of the top of that, you're talk. You would be talking about a pyramid that's, you know, three miles high. Yeah, twelve thousand <laughs> feet high. Yeah, thirteen thousand feet high. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so no, it's hard. I have to, my doubts. I have my doubts about that too. But um, another interesting fact here is Antarctica contains seventy percent of Earth's fresh water and 90% of that water is ice. The record lowest temperature ever recorded since we've been able to record temperature was taken on Antarctica near, near Vostok, and it was negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That would be the surface, surface temperature? Must be. That's my understanding. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, negative 10 is rough. But you know, even that temperature right there would not flash freeze a mammoth. Yeah. Wow. What would flash freeze a mammoth? What would flash freeze a mammoth? Oh, OK. Yeah. That's me something now. we can get into later on. Sure. All right, now check this out. If the ice sheets covering Antarctica melted, so all that water, seventy percent of Earth's fresh water, all of that, if it melted, it would raise the global sea level by almost seventy meters. Twenty one. Two hundred twenty nine point six five. So about two hundred thirty yeah. feet. Right, two hundred thirty feet, which is almost wh- what I think the oceans raised. That's a little over half of how the oceans raised from the last period after the flood, right? right? Yeah, four hundred feet. Four hundred feet. Okay, yeah, so Antarctica is the highest continent on Earth. So, what do I mean by that? Well, Antarctica has the highest average altitude of all the continents at an average altitude of 8,202 feet elevation. That is 2,000 feet higher than Colorado, most places in Colorado. Colorado, you know, you go to. Southern Colorado, at least, you're at what? About 6,000 feet. Grand Canyon's about 6,800 feet, something like that. 6,200 feet. I can't remember the exact on that, but that's very, very average 8,202 feet elevation. And the elevation at the South Pole, at the exact South Pole, is 9,300 feet. Now, for reference, I was like, well, okay, uh, let me find a reference point to help people understand. For reference, Mount Olympus in Greece is 9,573 feet. So that's 9,573 feet. That's 200 feet higher than the elevation at the South Pole. Now, the highest point, you're probably asking now, well, what's the highest point on on the ice cap? You know, Because the ice cap's yeah. about three miles and there's gotta be like lower parts and higher parts. Well, the highest point on the ice cap Uh, is in the Australian part of the Antarctic Territory, and it's at 13,451 feet. And that is higher than Mount Adams. That's higher than Mount Adams. That is very high, higher than most mountains. Okay, so um, only about 0.4% of the surface of Antarctica is free of snow and ice. That's very little. A little bit north. Yeah, there's a few areas that, that don't yeah. have that. And yeah. um, so now the, the tops of mountain chains stick up through the ice, and the highest is Mount Vinson, which John mentioned, and that's at um, about 16,076 feet above sea level. History tells us that Captain James Cook was the first person to circumnavigate the continent in the 1770s. I quoted first person because these are very much debated topics. Of course, the ancient Greeks knew that there was a landmass down there. How much they knew is the question. So we don't know exactly what was left over from previous civilizations or what they knew from their uh, explorations. Um, 18 countries operate year-round scientific research stations on the continent and the surrounding islands. The summer population is about 10,000 scientists and support staff. So during the summer, there's about 10,000 people down there. In the winter, that population goes down to about 1,000. And each summer has about 40,000 visitors each year, more than I thought. Yeah, right. They, you know, a lot of those people are just doing small jobs or they're, you know, doing a peak bag on Mount (laughs) Vinson. Right, right. (laughs) So scientific research um, includes, this is what they are telling us, physical and biological sciences from quote the vastness of space to the minute scale of microorganisms mm-hmm. what do you think it means by the vastness of space here john <laughs> well i think they've got uh, very unique telescopes set up down there use that that measure different particles to understand what's happening in space um i think you even have eric hecker the whistleblower talking a bit about that right there there is a certain bases that are down there and it was interesting what was the company that he claimed to work for raytheon raytheon it was raytheon um so there are there are corporations that must have contracts with the government who have bases down in antarctica well when you get like yeah i mean when you get to the whole these 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 corporations who work on contracting with the government. It's it's that these corporations hold all of the very exotic technologies and develop them. it's they've developed under the surface. It's the military industrial complex that Eisenhower spoke of that will, if not, if left unchecked, will create their own system of secrecy, even outside of the governments. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. And I honestly believe companies like Raytheon and Boeing and, and, and those of that ilk have much more power than we even can possibly imagine. It's not the government or military. It's, it's those, those guys. I think that's, yeah, mind They're the ones developing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's kind of mind blowing what you just said, because I mean, if you think about it, that, I mean, of course that makes total sense, right? Like government contracts are what makes the government move forward. And I think there's a lot of people out there who think the quote unquote military industrial complex is a conspiracy theory. But when you, when you look into, well, what does military industrial complex mean? And then go through what John just said. Well, of course that's a thing. How could there not be? Because these corporations yes they're being contracted to do that but that doesn't mean that the intellectual property doesn't lie somewhere in their in their hard drives and you know right. knowledge base to do to do things oh i know think about the amount of money they have i mean endless funds too it's like they could right. build and hide whatever they want and i mean you know the, the, these these companies could be in the realm of breakaway civilization, I mean, that's what I've always felt. Like, you know, the whole idea of the breakaway civilization where... where what is that? Yeah, what is that? It's it's the idea that there have been s- sections of those in power who have kind of walled themselves off from the rest of this Earth society and, and have gone their own path and done their own thing, even leaving the planet, breakaway civilizations and developing their own thing. And I think that... I've always felt, not that we've remote viewed any of this, but I've always felt that those breakaway civilizations are connected into companies like Raytheon mm. and the like. So yeah, I think that I th- they have the power, they have the the knowledge, the technology, they're sitting on it. They're the ones that are selling it and helping develop it for the earth powers, but they are powers in and of themselves. Hmm, you know, and what's, what's really interesting is we will get into Eric Heckers whistleblowing, like what he what he said, like all of the all of the claims that he's made. Listening to that, though, my feeling was the reason why he was doing that, because a lot of people ask, well, "Why why come out? Why even talk about this?" The guy must have an agenda, blah blah blah. When you listen to his his description of the things that were going on there and the dangers that he and his team were put through. I think from that perspective where your life is constantly in danger because of the poor conditions, this like lackadaisical, like expendable nature of their duties there and them as human beings coming out to, to speak about these things, if that stuff was going on, is the most basic human right a person could have. Right, well, I mean, your intuition is dead on because when, okay, I hadn't seen that video. I think I'd seen little clips of him here and there on social media, but I hadn't seen this full video that was over an hour long of him speaking at his disclosure conference. I didn't see that. So in between looking at that video, watching the full video and trying to understand what his intentions are, I had dug into that with remote viewing. Like, what are because when you have a person coming out and making claims like this, you you want to know where they're coming from because there's so much um, disinformation that's thrown about, and it and, and they 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 tie directly into the companies and um, intelligence, and they turn out to be t- intelligence assets. That I wanted to know before I saw anything of his, what did the remote viewing data say about what his intentions are for talking about this in the public? We don't look at people like we don't like go into people's lives or we don't care. And people have privacy and privacy should always be respected. But when you put yourself in a public, the public uh, venue where you're making these claims, at the very least, your intentions can be looked at like, what are, what are your intentions? All of our data. Like all of it, it had to do with him having a bone to pick. Literally, he in the data, it was describing danger, dangerous situations. It was describing he was very upset, very angry at exactly what you said, that they are expendable. When I watch the video. Human lives, expendable right. human lives. Like that's not cool. It's not cool. Right. And he's really upset about that. Wh- wouldn't and, you be? And- that's I mean, his intention. He's 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 pissed off, basically. Yeah, I mean, these are people with families, and you're watching the the team that you're most close with go through stuff all the time, even have to get sometimes shipped off of the island or whatever you want to call it, the continent, because of issues that are going on in the harshest conditions on the planet with corporations and government that don't really care about you, allegedly. Right. And, and I so I watched the video after the data, and he's really expressing that. He's just, you know, he's angry. He's upset. He was a firefighter. Yeah, he, he was a firefighter slash, I guess you could say, plumbing and heating expert with that right. combined, right? So you're looking at life-saving techniques, firefighting, and extinguisher capabilities, because if, uh, according to Hecker, fighting fire with extinguishers in a place where you can't use water because it's the frozen area, right? It's a very comes a very important thing. Yeah, he, he's got a background in, in, in plumbing and heating in a place where you'd really, really need all of that. Every single area has to be heated properly, which is why he was saying like, look, a lot of people discount what I'm saying, because I don't have like a, a, a certain scientific level that other people have. He's like, but if any place in that area lost heat, And it would, it would blow (laughs) everything's gone. Like all your research, everything. Right. So, and you guys we will get more and more into the whistleblower stuff down in Antarctica. So, so hold on to your hats. We're talking about things that are going on down in Antarctica that they're not, they're definitely not telling us what, why, why is this place off limits is the question. According What's to the process that you have to go through to get to Antarctica, like if I wanted to go to Antarctica, question. like what, how would I go about it? Okay. Other than just going to Mount Vincent, I'm going to, I'm going to like bring my snowmobile down there. I'm going to put it on a boat. I'm going to bring my snowmobile down there and I just want to cruise the continent, and set up a tent, little propane heater. <laughs> how am I going to do that, man? You got to help me. All right. So um, I think what we'll do is we will, end this episode here, you guys, and in the next episode uh, on Antarctica, we are going to discuss exactly what it takes to go down there, what happens when you go down there, and the different disclaimers that that you'll face, um, why Antarctica is off the limits to most civilians. We're going to be getting into South Africa and weapons of mal- uh, mass destruction, and um, the Antarctic Treaty, which is a bizarre anomaly on planet Earth in and of itself. And then in a following episode, we will be getting into everyone's favorite Nazi and American history in Antarctica, including all the good stuff, DeGlock, Operation High Jump, you name it. So thank you guys for being with us uh, on this episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure you comment below. Let us know what you thought of this episode and what you'd like us to cover in future episodes. And um, yeah, hope you guys thought this episode was as out of this world as we did.